Welcome to Making the Dough Show. I'm John Cohn. I'm Nate C. Murray. And it's Saturday afternoon when we're recording this. That's right. We take no breaks. Yeah, yeah. We, we work on the weekends. Yeah. We have beers in our hands, but we're working. Sure, sure. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we've actually, yeah, we've had a pretty productive day, I would say. Excellent day, John. I'm we, proud of us. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't like to be happy or, like, feel accomplished. I, I find that most of my product, productivity is because I hate myself and, and have imposter syndrome. Sure. John, I think we had a really good week. I would agree with that. Absolutely. Cool. Good. Um, so let's, let's dig right into it. Just today, uh-huh. we literally came here from a meeting with our lawyer. We are official. Yeah, we're super official. Um, I understood maybe a fifth of what he said. I was hope. Yeah, I'm putting it on you. He said uh, "circumtuitous" or something a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Sacrimonious. I don't. I don't. My eyes glazed over. Um, <laughs> I, but uh, I, I do know that um, I shouldn't have filed my taxes early. Sure. Because we have tax problems. How dare I, you? Yes. Uh, I, I. You know. Full. Full disclosure. I filed while the government was shut down because I figured you can't get audited if there's no IRS. Yeah. <laughs> so, that stands uh, to reason. Yeah, but we have to fix that. Um, but he said a lot of words. Yeah. Well, I think you put it best. Mo money, mo problems. No money, no problems. That's right. And luckily, 2018, no money. Yeah, no This money. has been a losing endeavor. 2019, sure. we, we know how much we need to make now to stay under a thing or over a thing. Right, right. So, yeah, and basically the majority of the conversation boiled down to next year, you're going to have to deal with this, this, and this, and this. Yeah. This year, you're fine. Yeah. F- future John and Nate, you got some issues. Yeah, we're going to have to deal with, like, uh, like adult stuff. Yeah, that's no good. Yeah. I don't want to do that. I, I basically, like, I have a file for our company mm-hmm. at the office. Yeah. It's in a drawer, yeah. and I put all the papers in there oh. that are, are sent to us. Good. Um, I don't know... What they what they mean or what yeah. they say, uh-uh. but we've got them. Good, and I'm going to have to continue to do that as we move forward. Yeah, he he was very clear in making sure that this was interesting. And if you're starting a business and all that, just a payment to a thing is not enough, right? But the the trail of why you were at that, and he, and I think that was the best takeaway for me. Yeah. So as this is you know a small business we run together, he said, you know, if you buy a shelf from Lowe's and you turn it, and you have that receipt in your file, that's not enough. What you need to also have is why is that shelf important to your business to exactly. back up the expense. So basically it's why are invoices actually important. Exactly. And we've got something I think for now is close enough to an invoice, which is an email that says, hey, we want to pay you this amount of money for right. this thing. And they yep. say, yeah, great. Yeah. Um, probably need to do a better job of that in the future. But for now... I, that's totally acceptable and that's fine. Correct. And then he he gave us some dollar numbers we needed to be aware of, which right. I thought, again, very interesting. If we pay someone over $600, and we are paying someone, we'll talk about that in a moment, yep. more than $600, um, or if we pay even 10 Dollars in royalties, we have to do additional paperwork. Right. That's they a have to very give a, silly number to be Yeah, paid. they have to get a 1099 um, and it's a good thing that we haven't done that yet because it was it would have been due back in January. Yeah. And we have not done that. So uh, it's it's good that we're learning all these lessons now. Correct. I'm probably going to set some calendar dates in my phone I for think, next year. Yep. Um, exactly. So that we know to have these conversations with our, our lawyer, Cameron, next, uh, next time. Absolutely. And uh, speaking of royalties, we've got a, a royalty check we're going to send soon because, John, I'm looking at a finished copy of We Bought a Sell Sheet. Also known as Pun Pong. I've heard it both ways. Uh, I'm holding. <laughs> you know, that's right. I'm holding it in my hand, and I gotta say, I'm so happy with this stupid little product. Like, um, it's a really cool box size. Like, really, I'm really happy with that. I love the rule sheet. Um, you know, the the to be fair, it's if you played Saboteur, it's maybe that template. You know. Uh huh. Um, love the finish on the box. All the stuff I know. This is the stuff that I bring to the company is sure. uh, feeling cards and, and, and feeling boxes. Right. Well, and so one thing that I think is a lesson um, learned is that, um, you know, we, we have a game that has a not a ton of cards. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's got the... Nor a ton of game. I mean, I would... I would Agree that there's that it's a easy to learn game. That's right. It's a simple game to pick up and play. That's what we specialize uh, in. But it's got a lot of fun packed into it, uh, especially it for groups and especially for people if you are uh, into improv or into wordplay. Um, I think that there's a lot there. But 
I will say um, the box that we went. So we went through Game Crafter, which which we'll talk about in a little yep. bit because it's been a great experience so far working with Game Crafter. Yeah, absolutely. Um, our, we we got the smallest box possible that was in you know top of box bottom box. What, what is that called? A foldy. This is a lidded box. Lidded box. And you got the smallest lidded box that they offer. And uh, it's it's maybe twice the size of what we really need. Right, it's a two deck box again for seven tour. We're it's a one deck game. Yeah. So um, we're gonna if you're a backer and you're listening, hi one of you. I'm gonna start saying hi mom again because she started liking tweets when I tweet the podcast. Okay. I don't think she listens. Oh, hi that's mom. Fine. Uh, bring back the bit. But uh, in reality, there's room for another deck. So when yeah. you get this game from us, you're gonna get a little special surprise. Yes. We want to thank you for we backing. Wanna, yeah, we want to fill out this box because it's, John's mom. It it shipped with the deck of cards in there um, and basically a piece of brown paper that they crumpled up to keep it from sliding around. Yeah. And, like, we don't want to send that. Realistically, when we were running the Kickstarter, we should have said that this was a tuck box game. Mm-hmm. Um, but we didn't. We lesson nah. learned. We yeah. made, we wanted it to be a a I wanted it to be box. Lidded, yeah, I, I mean it, it adds it adds some some nice fun stuff to it, and it, it, looks, and like it looks it looks like a game. Yeah. Um, but it, the there's just there's just not a lot of componentry to it. So Correct. We're gonna add something fun. We we're not 100 percent sure what it is. Uh, you know, I I like to do. Have you ever heard of geocaching? I have, yes. You I, told me about yeah, this Yeah, so I love to go geocaching. If you don't know what it is, you should look it up. It's basically a worldwide scavenger hunt. And um, you use a GPS on your phone, and it gives you a general area down to, like, about a 40-foot radius. Um, and then they give you a hint, and you have to find this thing. And inside, there's a log that you sign, but then there's all sorts of little kitschy prizes. And mm-hmm. what it is is you're supposed to take one of these kitschy prizes, but then you have to put in one of your own kitschy prizes. So we go around, and we do it with... Um, Monopoly tokens because oh, Delaney works you. for USAopoly, so we Correct. have like the Muppet uh, Monopoly. For the op. Yes, you're right. You're right. I have the rebranded. Op. Um, but we had like Muppet tokens um, and Batman Forever. Oh, that's cool. Monopoly tokens, and that's so we fun. were using those as our kitschy prizes. So you know, you may find a, a unique kitschy. Um, geocaching esque prize uh, in your pun pun box, yeah. and that's why. Uh, and I think we're probably going to write a little note and, and sign it, and, each yeah, of us and just yeah. kind of say thank you for for right. com- coming along from the ride at the at the very beginning. Yeah, yeah. So that's so that's good. So we've we've got, you know, we we had a tough meeting a few weeks ago, and since that day, I think we have just really been refocused on making this a reality, and and. You know, it, it, not just doing the fun stuff, right? Uh, and and that's been great. So you'll get it. You'll get our first product very soon. Um, you'll see a very professional website soon. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, more than just having Squarespace as our new sponsor. That's right. Um, we are building a new website. We've got a website designer. A website designer. Yeah, creator. he will go unnamed. Yes. Yeah. Um, we had a very nice meeting with him this week. Uh, we, ha- we talked a lot about what we're really trying to do. And so, you know, we didn't know the answers to most of the questions before he asked them, right? Like We've we met have- with two smart people this week, John. <laughs> we have indeed. We did not know a lot of what either of them said. Right, right. But we learned a lot in those conversations. And so... Um, We've, I think we've got a really good idea of where we're heading with this website now. Because before, and if you've seen our website up until this point... Um, it's, John called it trash. I, excuse me, I didn't call it trash. Ew. I called it garbage. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's a yeah. different word. Yeah. Same meaning. Yeah. I, I built it. I built it. So uh, I, I am not beholden. We are paying professionals now. We are using uh, money. And sometimes that's the advantage. I always think of business as what are your unfair advantages. and. Mm-hmm. And in this case, it was, we don't have to bootstrap literally everything. We can spend a few bucks. Right. Um, we have that advantage. So we're going to spend a few bucks and get a nice website. Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be great. Um, so we're going to have the website. We had a good experience with Game Crafters. I think that, you know, you were talking about this, that Game Crafters is, is kind of the future. Absolutely. I believe in a future where many, many game companies to survive uh, or just to start will move to trying to not carry inventory. And the quality I'm looking at, and I'm, I'm picky, I promise, but the quality I'm looking at for what Game Crafter, cra- Game Crafter made for us, I'm very happy with. This box is excellent. The rules, we used a third source printer, so I can't speak to the rules. But this cardstock, we just played a uh, another board game, but John, this cardstock is better than what we just played. It absolutely is. So It's sturdier, it's, it's cleaner, um, it's shinier, <laughs> it's more glossy. Yeah. 
so yeah, that's that's a good stock. So Gamecrafter salute. Yeah. And uh, you'll be able to buy Pun Pong on there, and we won't have to carry inventory. Right. Which is huge because right. that's how you die with unsold copies of games that you sadly take to convention after convention. Yeah, I'm trying to just pawn them off. And yep. you know the other nice thing about using Gamecrafter was uh, after having a little bit of help from Delaney uh, mm -hmm. giving me some tutorial, it was relatively easy to use. Very cool. The website, you know, now that I've done this kind of once with Delaney, I don't think I'm going to have any problem putting together um, future projects that we, we do through GameCrafter. So I think that it's, yeah, I think it's a great website. You know, I had used another site before for when I wanted to get like a very professional demo or something built. Uh, I won't say the name of it. I can because, only think of one other, well, so I'm it's, assuming it's that one. It's that one. Yep. Um, and it was a nightmare. It wasn't yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. Um, Gamecrafter is so much better. I really, really recommend it over another site that may be three words put together, yeah. .com. Yep. I know that site, <laughs> and we, we've used that for some stuff. And to be fair, their linen finish is very good. Uh, again, component nerd. Uh, but, you know, we're, we're not afraid of uh, printing on demand anymore. No. And, uh, John, are you afraid of any ghosts? Oh, I'm afraid of no ghosts. There you go. Tell the people. So this is a game. I got a new game to announce. I'm finally allowed to talk about it. Uh, I made a Ghostbusters game. Very cool. Uh, yeah, so Ghostbusters is a big part of my childhood. Uh, I've got, I actually am getting a tattoo very soon. I'm getting my second tattoo ever. Ooh, okay. It's a Ghostbusters tattoo. It is Gizmo from Gremlins dressed up as a Ghostbuster, and he's holding on to a proton pack. It's very on brand for John Connor. <laughs> now I am on. I'm on the fence about one additional thing. I don't think I'm going to do it originally, but I may do it when I get it. Like if I get a touch up mm -hmm. Ghost, in, in Gremlins Two, there's a gremlin that is like made of electricity and oh, like sparks yeah, yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. I kind of want to have the electricity ghost coming out of the proton pack blaster. Oh, that's cool. And so he's yeah. just like kind of zipping out. But I'm not going to do that initially. Okay, that's not going nice. to be my first one. Very but nice. um, anyway, so I made yes, I made a Ghostbusters game. And John uh, does have one tattoo and. Remind the people. It's a it's a Goonies tattoo. Yeah, uh, it's it's one-eyed Willie skull with the Goonies as his teeth, and it says "Never say die." That's right. Oh, and it's got the Goonies ship as the nose. Um, but yeah, so this Ghostbusters game it's called Ghostbusters Blackout. Um, the idea is that there was a blackout in New York City, and all of the ghosts that the Ghostbusters have previously caught have escaped. They've all made their way out of their containment unit, and they are creating chaos all over the city. Or as some would say. Mass hysteria. If you read the comics, <laughs> uh, yeah. you, you know good. what I'm talking about. Um, and so we've got all four Ghostbusters from the original films, but we've also got the four Ghostbusters Seems a little sexist. from the IDW comics. All the females. There you go. All the women. So we've got Janine Melnitz, mm -hmm. uh, we've got Melanie Ortiz, we've got Kylie Griffin, and we've got Ron Alexander. There you who's, go. He's not a he's not a woman, but yeah. he's another extra Ghostbuster. Here's a, here's a fun fact for the IDW Ghostbusters. I am ninety five percent sure one of the models for those uh, women is based off an IDW employee. Oh, that's funny. So if you read Turtles, there's a huge amount of characters that are based off IDW employees, but I think it started with Ghostbusters, this kind of Easter egging, hmm. and I think one of our employees is one of the, is like the main from that. So, oh, how funny. Uh, and if you're an artist or whatever for Turtles, still want to be in that book. <laughs> Eight IDW employees, no name Murray. <laughs> I've been on serious Turtles campaigns. Well, you've, been, you've been in the Turtles games, I though. am in the Turtles game. Yeah, so you got something. I want to be in the comic. <laughs> but yeah, Just so, kill me. Just kill me in a panel. So, so Ghostbusters is coming out this summer, I think in June or July. Um, it is a perfect information uh, dice rolling game. Co-op. Co-op. Fully co-op of, of like damage mitigation. Um, that's not what the, the term is. Uh, I'm, I'm threat forgetting. Mitigation. Threat, man threat yeah, management. Threat it's management. It's a threat management yeah. game. Um, so if you like games like Pandemic... Um, or the the Batman game that you guys did, Under, Gotham Under Gotham Siege, Under Siege, by, uh, by Richard Lanius. Oh, no, Richard Lanius, yeah, right. Lanius, who the makes same. the best prototypes in the world. Right, right. Oh yeah, I saw that one. That hmm. was unbelievable when I saw it. Yeah, yeah. He's he Lanius does not need to make games, and yeah. so the way you deal with him, this is really interesting. So Lanius is very famous in the gaming world. He's made some huge hits, but the way you deal with him is you call him on the phone. And you say, hey, do you like this license? And he'll tell you yes or no. And then if yes, he goes, okay, I'm not going to sign a contract. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make the game. I'm going to send it to you. If you want it, you can. then we'll do a deal. If not, send me back my prototype. It's the wildest way to work with someone you could ever imagine. But he's this super nice guy. And then he'll send you a proto that, like, 
is amazing. Like with painted miniatures that he sculpts somehow, and like Batman Under Siege had 3D terrain, so 3D towers showed up. I mean, just next level. He's great. He so. was just that confident. He just knows he's going to get it. He well, he, he doesn't care. Is yeah. the thing. He, he is he is that level of money where he made the game. He likes it. If we don't buy it, all he wants is the proto back so mm-hmm. that he can play it with his friends. Oh boy, that's yeah. it. He doesn't. He does not need the money. He oh was boy. a very successful AT and T person or something. But there's a difference between not needing the money and not really wanting that product to be played by other people, right? Like I'm. I don't. I think that there's a lot of people who are not necessarily game designers for the money, right? Like I've got a day job. I've got a right, career. Right. Sure, I, sure. I, you know, I, I would. I really like for. I what I want is other people to have fun with something that I made. Yeah. I really want to make something and be like, yo. I contributed sure. back to this license that like gave me my childhood and right. gave me so much joy. I yeah. want to give that back to other people or I want to just be like egotistical and be like, yo, you enjoyed this game. You really, yeah. like, I don't know why I'm saying yo so much right yeah. now, yeah, yeah, but yeah. be like, you really enjoyed this game and I worked really hard to make it. And now you're having fun making a thing that I worked really hard on. And that makes me feel really good. Uh, so I, f- I feel like, I don't know, there's, there's more reasons than just wanting money to, to, Put all sure. That time and uh, yeah. Yes. Game. And certainly, if you if there were reasons for wanting money, this would not be the industry you were in. Right. Uh, but yeah. But he's just a, a different cat. A really nice guy. I, cool. I enjoyed my conversations with him. But to to give uh, Ghostbusters Blackout my highest praise, it is a perfect information co-op that I would play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you don't love that. It's my least favorite genre by far. Myself and uh, Ryan from IDW, neither of us uh, are are fans of that. But <laughs> this game, I would play. All right, I, play, I did. <laughs> I did. I did play it. I, I liked it enough that it was like if it came to the table, I would say I will play that with you. Whereas a game like Pandemic, I would say I will watch you guys solve a puzzle. Like I, there's no good way to play Pandemic. Uh, and it is it is like solving a puzzle it's solving a puzzle every game that you see it and it kind of sets out all that information and you go okay how are we gonna through table talk through a little bit of luck of rolling the dice and through figuring out you know strategies what's the best way that we're gonna be able to solve this yeah but yeah the dice chucking and then on your turn you're either attacking at a ghost or you're buying equipment so the choice level is perfect the art uh, Ryan Jones did uh, all the product management and works with you (laughs) I, I don't do last names, John. I understand you doing first names for other people. This is a guy you see every day. Well, I, I don't do last names, John. Uh, <laughs> but but Ryan pulled the art together for oh, it. Ryan and, crushed uh, it. Oh God, it's so pretty. It's yeah. so pretty. Well, it's you know, pretty. I was in because I was in Hawaii when he was still putting together the final stuff. The game. He kept he kept messaging me because he's like everyone else is like dying with with doing turtles. They've all like lost their lives, and he's like. We Meanwhile, did. I'm sitting over here. I'm feeling good because my only responsibility this week is to get Ghostbusters done. Nice. Yeah. And so he was. We were chatting a bunch, and he was asking me some questions for design and, and some rule clarifications. And every time we did it, he was like, "Well, I'm just pleased as punch to be working on this." Yeah. <laughs> hey, but shout to the turtle backers, man. Uh, everybody's cool now. Like it's it's kind of like a we're like in, in the phase of like post having an emotional fight and like now we're just all working together to make this game happen and uh, lo- love all of you again so uh, thank you backers and uh, shouts to the comment section which has become a lot of fun so great, great. well I, and I'm glad we don't have to bark uh, dog bark anybody's names out this time <laughs> oh he's, he's teasing me into doing it I'm not gonna do it I, I said today I will not have to be censored unlike last week which lost a few minutes of uh of footage to which would have destroyed my career. So last, thanks, thanks, John. Yeah, yeah, the last episode is the first time that I've ever really had to cut stuff. <laughs> yeah, don't don't record the day after a mega campaign. Yeah. Is the lesson we yeah. learned. Well, yeah, and, and you know I was out of the office that whole week that we recorded it, so it, it did come out a week late. So so apologies if you were hearing that and being like, well, what do you mean the Kickstarter ended yesterday? It ended yeah. like a week and a half ago. Yeah, that's on me. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I, I don't think they were beating down the doors. Well, I, they could be. <laughs> We, we don't I, we don't have any like yeah. place for people to comment on any of this stuff. It's or true. if we do, I don't know. Maybe they're commenting on like iTunes or something. Oh yeah. You know what they always say, and we never say this. Rate us five stars on iTunes. It really helps. It, I have no idea if it no, helps. No, I have no, no clue. I don't either. I don't either. Rate, rate us five stars though. Rate us five stars. If you if you show us you rate us five stars somewhere, uh, we'll send you a, a Monopoly token. Perfect. <laughs> From BoJack Horseman specifically. Great. Great. Yeah. I would be, we'll, I would we'll be make thrilled that deal. to get a BoJack Horseman Monopoly token. 
I want that game. Yeah. Delaney said she was going to give me one. I still don't have it. I don't, I don't know cool. if she has any copies right now. I don't think we have a copy here. So. Okay. Okay. We have a, we have a mountain of different Monopoly copies in the I garage. I bet you do. It's, none of them are Bojack. Oh, um, we have another big announcement as well uh, we've been working on with Council of Verona. Oh, this is cool. Yeah. So we've got an artist. Yes, we do. Interior. Well, interior, yes. It was, has well, always been Hector. Right, right. But we've got cover, a cover artist. Yeah, cover made a change. Yeah. Uh, it's George. You may know him as the artist who did the Fireball Island remake. Yes. Uh, he did the cover to that. So we thought that that was a beautiful cover, um, really great art, and I think that it fits with our interior art. Yep. Um, and it, it's a really nice name. It's a really great uh, artist to work with. So we've got him. He's doing our art, and hopefully we should have that by March. We're hoping. Somewhere yeah, we're around. hoping. Yeah. Um, you know, I was supposed to get him a temple on Friday, and I, I'm sliding that to Monday. So if he's late, it's not. It's our fault, not his. Right, right. Uh, he's been great. Super easy to work with. Super yeah. easy, you know, exchanging. And and it's. Um, you know, it, it's all about how you talk to these people and what you supply them with. And so when you complain about art being late, is it that did you give enough? You know, George was very professional. He said, give me the template. Give me the give me the layout. Mm-hmm. I'll give you two sketches. Mm-hmm. If you need revisions after that, then here's the fee. Then I'll go to finals. If you need revisions after that, here's the fee. And I have done enough games to where um, we're not going to need revisions. Like yeah. I'm going to give him the thing. He's going to nail it. Because we're going to be very clear in what we want. And that is uh, that, that is how you do it. We've talked to a graphic designer this week. We did. And that designer was very impressed with how we presented information and called us professional. Right. So we put together a PDD. Yes. Product um, definition document. Um, that's great. I'm, I know. I'm glad that you had a, a name for it because I was... I, I don't... Yeah. I, don't, I, I know. Don't know. I know. Yeah. All right. But uh, yeah, we talked to a graphic designer. We were probably going to sign with them um, and we're going to be moving forward. The, again, so, so we kind of said March is our date because we're going to be at Gamma. Correct. So we will be. And we want to be sort of having that to show around and maybe solicit to some uh, brick and mortar owners and see if anybody wants to maybe buy some some copies of this game before we yeah, run just, our Kickstarter just yeah. to see see just, gauge interest yeah exactly see if yeah see if the the game we've bet a lot of money on uh, has any fan base left sure yeah absolutely so um, that's kind of our goal and so we've talked to this designer and we said you know if you can't get everything done which it's, it's kind of a big ask to do in, in a, less than a month um, but if they can get us the templates just so that we can put together the Verona base game just the cards correct um, and have that by Gamma, um, that would be really great. So we're going to see if we're able to get that done. Um, we're still looking at maybe end of March, early April to run that Kickstarter. Correct. We're we're working on a few things internally and with our real lives. Yep. Someday soon, you'll hear an interesting thing about, you know, the future of one of us doing a thing. So uh, <laughs> this this super <laughs> transparent podcast yeah. continually runs into NDAs, Could and it's you be hilarious. A more vague with us, Nate. No. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Um, so, yeah, we, we've got all of that, um, which has been fantastic. And then we've also done a lot of other fun stuff this past week. But we've got a new sponsor. And so we're actually going to talk about that after a quick break. All right. And we're back. Look at us admin. Yeah, right? John. We got two new sponsors this Boom. week, which either means we're getting a lot more listeners or Anchor is picking up steam. That's right. Anchor's picking up steam. It's kind of good. Yeah. So again, shout out to Anchor, which got purchased by Spotify. But that's what's allowed us to have this podcast be in so many places very simply. So yeah, uh, it was really cool. I hope they got a big check from Spotify, and I hope Spotify continues to do its right. Yeah. And keep this capability up because Anchor is really simple to use. Yeah, it really is. That feels like a third ad read for this podcast, but yeah. there's only two. Well, now let's uh, let's advertise some other games that we've been playing. So we've actually played quite a few games recently. We've been having fun. We have been. Uh, Man. We, you know, for yeah. working in the games industry, you'd imagine that we'd play games. I never play games. <laughs> I, I have not played games forever i play a lot of games but i play a lot of the same games um and so it's you know it's not so often these days where i have something exciting and new to talk about so first let's give an update on our D &D game because i think that's that's a fun thing to talk about that is that is so uh yeah you missed a game i did um and so we're we're encountering something that if you've run or been part of D D games i think has has definitely been an issue and i think a lot of people's games which is murder hobos 
Correct. The team of players uh, basically become a group of bloodthirsty monsters who confront all of the even slightest problems in the world with, I pull out my axe and chop his head off. Yes. <laughs> and so to so I missed a session, and you I was informed right. that serious murder, murder hoboing had occurred. Right. No story development had occurred. No. And the next session would begin with uh, players surrounded by 15 enemies. Right. So what happened was they went to this town where this guy basically locks the gates once they enter, and it says, well, you can't leave until the next festival happens. It's Blaze Fest. Spoiler alert, I'm, it was all a joke on Firefest. Um, but he says, Blaze Fest is coming, and it's a big thing, and it's going to be great. Um, and, of course, it's not great. It rains, and he's trying to light this big effigy over the sun, and it, and it fails. Um, and so when, when somebody laughs at this, he decides that he's going to tie them to the back of his horse and ride around until they basically die. Um, and so one of the members of our group sees this happen and decides, I think I'm going to laugh, too. So yeah. he starts laughing he at ma- this. He made that call. Right, of the, of the mayor of this town. And the mayor's like, "All right, well, you're gonna you're gonna have this happen too." And then they're like, "Nah, we're gonna fight you." And so the the mayor's like, "All right, well, I've got fifteen town guards here." So they surrounded everyone, and that's where we ended a game because it was about to be a big fight. So then fast forward to next week, where Nate comes in, and Nate hadn't been involved at this point in any of the affairs of the town. I was so not fresh. known as a member of the party. So so what did you do? I had spent hours that week thinking, let's avoid the fight. And mm-hmm. I don't I haven't played Dungeons and Dragons in a long time, so I didn't know that our characters are low level. I didn't know if we could handle 15 or if we were dead. And so I had a very good plan in my head of uh using the main villain of the game as a kind of a, a MacGuffin to to get this minor villain to let our people go. And then I rolled a persuasion and I crit failed it. He crit and failed. So my 10 hours of thinking of like, I, was, I, I had thought so much and I had this special item. I was going to gift the guy that could be both perceived as a gift or a threat, depending on how he read it. As long as that damn persuasion roll went, went okay, it was going to go one way or the other. Right. And then I crit failed. You could have, yes, you could have been able to convince him out of fear. But this was a character who runs this town who literally spends his entire life putting together festivals to make people forget that they're under the uh, the rulership of this awful guy, right. Strahd. Yeah, yeah. So so when Nate came up and was like, yeah, I'm Strahd's boy, uh, it was like it was like if someone had broken into my house and I caught them stealing my shit and I was like, hey, man, what are you doing in my house? And he looked at me and said, it's all right, it's all right. I'm a huge Trump supporter. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, well, now I hate you even more. Yeah. So um, it, it, that basically is what went down. And yeah. so yes, they did fight. They did yeah. fight everyone. They managed to get everybody. Mm-hmm. And then most of the group decided, okay, let's go and continue on with the quest. Except for a couple of people in our group. Well, there's Captain Murder Hobo, and then myself. I had a hostage at that point, and I thought it was a story point to keep the hostage. Sure. We kept, and intentionally, I was the one who said, let's keep one guard alive. You did. And then, you know, you warned us. There are more guard footsteps coming. Now, let's remember, this was after you went through, decapitated every other guard that you had killed, and put their heads in a sack that you were going to deliver to the mayor. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, John, yeah. Yeah. So that's how you make a statement. So you're there. How how do you make statements? Uh, This is how I also do business. Often with words. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Not with a sack full of severed heads. Ah. So so you're standing there with a sack full of severed heads in the town square, Mm -hmm. full of dead bodies, with a man tied up. Yeah. And we've got uh, our our other murder hobo standing there with an axe slung over his shoulder imposingly. Yeah. A bunch of other guards arrive. Yeah. And things didn't go well. Things didn't go well. You guys, you guys decided to to fight these guys as well, um, and immediately got knocked out. Both. Of yeah, them. we we started rolling cold. Right. So then the rest of the group ended up doing a little bit of meta um, because they they realized that two of their teammates were about to be um, slaughtered or have to spend the entire next game breaking you guys out of prison, yeah exactly, which isn't fun. No. You know, for a second it's like ooh for a story arc like that's kind of cool to yeah. be able to say two people have been kidnapped and we're going to spend half of a game rescuing them but in reality um it's a nightmare when you split a party and it's even worse when half the party has nothing to do for an entire night yeah. so and we play adult dnd which means we play from seven to ten yes we play this from is seven not to ten. this is not sessions going to two three in the morning like grinding it out it, this is 
I'm going to work tomorrow. Right. And this is as much of this is an excuse for us all to get together and, and have some drinks and pal around and have a yeah. good time as it is. Let's sit and play this game. So it's not like we're sitting here being like super, super intense about right. every rule and every little thing. No. Yeah. I don't we're, rules or anything. Right. We're playing to have a good time with each other. We play a little fast and loose. So so we met at our way back into the town square where the, the rest of the party was able to, to kill everybody um, and save everyone. But now we're, we're we're trying to have to, uh, or me rather, as, as a DM, I'm trying to figure out ways to um, stop some of the murder hoboing um, that's getting in the way of, of progress of the game. Yeah, we've so, had two weeks now where nothing yeah, has progressed. Yeah, nothing's really progressed because everyone's just like, I'm going to buy these guys some jerky at the inn. And then they like eat it and don't say thank you. He's like, he didn't say thank you. I'm going to kick him in the face in front of his children and step on him. And it's like... Great, man. Great. These people were supposed to be people you were supposed to make friends with, and then they were going to help you, and it was going to open up a whole plot line. But that can't happen now because you stomped him because he didn't say thank you. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's tough. So so nobody gets a long rest now. That's, nobody gets a yeah. long rest. Yeah, he's not letting us heal up. No. So he's, uh, it, which is smart. He's, he's getting the story back on track. So, And speaking it. of back on track, we yeah. got on track on other games this week, too. We did. Okay, so so Kickstarter, a while back, I bought the Resident Evil 2 board game. Yes. Which we've both been playing. We just played the remake of the video game. Yeah. And just had a blast. Yeah. I sprinted both campaigns in a weekend. My cousin f- literally flew down from Sacramento with his PS4 in the game. And we spent, I was like, like his other cousin, my sister, lives in this town. I was like, do you want to see Emma while you're here? He's like, nah, man, I'll fly back down for that. We're playing this game. (laughs) So he got in Friday. We played till 3 a.m. We got up at 10. We had a light breakfast. We played till 5. We had one lunch. We played till 3 a.m. We got up the next day. We played again. We beat both campaigns. It was fucking awesome yeah it was so fun we switch off the way we do it is we switch off who's like driving essentially Mm -hmm. but because resident evil is such a pain in the ass game the other person is really watching what you're doing and like maybe taking notes for puzzles Mm -hmm. and also critiquing how you use your ammo oh so uh i was talking a lot of trash because you know we've been playing this game for 20 years right and he decided to use a bunch of ammo on a boss that had a big eye on his shoulder i'm like so we're just not gonna shoot at that eye on the shoulder you just (laughs) Just scared of using the SMG. Okay, I see. How, that's how it goes. So, I, and then uh, did you did you save scrub at all? Save scrubbing is when you use too much of your ammo and you go, nah, I'm just going to reload. To oh, 100. percent Okay, 100. We do that all the time. Yeah, in yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, yeah. If you miss with a shotgun shell, guess what, dude? You're reloading. Yep. That's what Resident Evil is all about. It's yep. in Resident Evil Two is the best of that because. I feel like it got a little looser, ammo got a little more free-flowing after 2. Absolutely. But 2 is the perfect Resident Evil game. 4 is also the perfect Resident Evil game. But it was more action-y. It was like It was when, a different. It was the yeah. beginning of, of an evolution, and, and it's so good. 4 is so good, but it paves the way for so much bad. Oh, they went the wrong direction after that. Five yeah. and six sucked. Five and six was not great. No, uh, I thought it was fun in four that they made they changed out from TNG virus into the Las Plagas. I thought that was cool. I thought it was fun having it in Spain. Uh, I love Leon Kennedy. The stupid heads but... popping was amazing. Right. I got to a point where the after like the third evolution of heads popping, mm-hmm. I said if it gets scarier, I quit. <laughs> and we as we've as we've covered on the pod, Nate doesn't do scary very well. <laughs> sure, sure, but. Um, perfect timing. Um, that could not have happened at a more opportune moment. Uh, right when the video game came out and we'd played our way through it, the board game shipped from Steamforged Games um, that I had bought it on Kickstarter. I bought the the all-in package, which I had a I had a real problem with actually. So so we'll talk about the game in a minute. But I just want to say this to anybody who's planning on doing Kickstarters with a, a lot of stretch goals and a lot of extra miniatures and content. I understand that you're trying to package this game so that you can put it in retailers and piecemeal it out so that you can sell each um, expansion on its own. But for your Kickstarter backers, don't fucking do that. I had eight. Mm-hmm. Eight. Medi- is this a medium-sized box? Or yeah. Is this a large that, size box? That's a large box. That's had, not a mega box, but that's a large I box. Had eight large boxes arrive mm-hmm. at my yeah, house. Yeah, you sent me the haul. It was crazy. For Resident Evil 2, and I look at it and I go, what the fuck? fuck is this and then i opened them and i shit you not half of them had eight miniatures in it right and a booklet and i'm like this could well, have been a small box 
Yeah, this is so much vacuum sealing, vacuum trays, Mm -hmm. so much stuff. And it's like, look, I understand that you're going to be parsing this out and you're going to be doing it in retail. But like, save a goddamn tree. Save some shipping costs. How much more shipping cost came in eight boxes rather than sending me this in two boxes? But as the business guy, uh uh, they saved a lot of time in dev by doing what they did. Um, so they, they sent, they created eight SKUs. So a SKU is a, is a product, right? Sure. And instead of creating one, you know, wasting the month and wasting the design time and doing all that and the factory time and trusting the factory to build it out, right. And doing a special thing for you. They chose the easier route, which was they gave you the retail versions. And as we now all know in retail, when we buy a game, there's a lot of air in the box. Hey, I'm the guy who sized Machi Koro. What's up? Come at me. Um, <laughs> there was room for expansions. God dang it. Uh, but so what they did was they delivered you all the retail SKUs. And they didn't make a Kickstarter version. And that saves a lot of time and effort and, and box tooling and, and costing. So... Yeah, they spent a little more on shipping, but they they streamlined themselves to have that product immediately hit retail. Yeah, I guess so. And, and in the end, you know, because I, I got this and Delaney and I had just done kind of like a spring cleaning where we had gotten rid of like 50 games from our garage. Mm-hmm. She looks at this and goes, are you goddamn serious? <laughs> You're bringing eight boxes back? Right, and now I right, did manage because, yep. you know, I'm, I'm crazy about components. You saw when I bring it in. I put everything in Ziploc bags. Yep. I, I yeah. label, I parse everything out. Um, I was able to get the entire game, all the expansions, except for one, into one box. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, Eight you're... boxes down to one box. Now, the, the and, and admittedly, the best expansion, the Malformations of G. Uh-huh. Um, I'm super excited. B scenario, where it's this, this giant, unbelievably beautiful sculpt. That was the only thing that wouldn't fit into the box. And so I'm using one extra box for him alone, basically. But, you know, I... I... I just, I was frustrated. I was frustrated seeing that much stuff and, and having that much go to waste. I had, right. to, break, I had to break down all those boxes sure. to throw them away. Sure, sure. And I, and I get that. But again, I, I from the business point of view, I get why they did what they did. And, sure. and it's not great, but the reality is customers will pay more for a larger box. So they don't make the boxes small. They make it look bigger because that you, your $30 SRP, you're going to buy it if it's a bigger box. Right. It's going to have more shelf visibility. Like that's just consumer behavior. And all of you can complain all you want about like, why is this box so big? It's because that's psychology, man. It's the same thing. Like head on directly to the forehead. That's a terrible commercial, but you know why it works? Cause you can't forget it. Now you're all doing it right now and head you're doing on. it three times Applying in your head. To the right? forehead. So head sometimes on. you do, you do these, these bad things because that is the way we have been trained since birth. And, and it's, yeah. Breaking the habit and going to like there, you have to break it in such a way that you stand out. Like the pack of gum game, games guy, like he broke the rules so incredibly, or the tin mint, uh, mint, mm-hmm. mint works, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're going to deviate from the norm, you have to do it in a marketing way where you go, Look at this amazing way I've done it. You cannot half measure the, the way you display a game. So to half measure would be to go, yeah, buy 12 minis in this small-ish, small-er box, but pay 30. Right. They can't do that. And that and that's the reality. So, you know, you got the full measure retail. And, and until someone breaks that mold and we all learn it, there's a lot of... It's a longer conversation. We'll, we'll get way off track if I start going sure. into where the market's sure. going. Sure. Uh, now, the, I, I did ask you this so that we can give reassurance to some TMNT fans. TMNT is not going to come in eight boxes, is it? No comment. Uh, as so here's the thing because I am me and because when I make a statement about that game it suddenly becomes law and Uh, unbreakable so there is a plan in place that is a very clean plan that I love I do not want to say that on air exactly what that plan is because you can but you can say it's gonna be less than eight boxes. I can without a doubt say it is at least one less than eight. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) But don't don't fill my whole goddamn garage up with No 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 it it will be if the plan continues. But here's the fact with TMNT is that we made a an expansion on the last day. Northampton mm-hmm. was, I promise you, I promise, I will swear forever, that was not the plan. Right. 
The fans said no, Northampton. I, I know Nate, that. Nate Murray, my opinion, I was like, no one wants Northampton. And then the fans were like, no, no, we want Northampton. Because it introduced, and it was, it was like a dumb moment. It introduces some cool ass mutants. And, yeah, and, and that cool was characters. Koya, right? Doesn't yeah, you get Koya and the, and the Foot Assassins. It's super right. cool. Well, you needed that. It's yeah. first appearance. It's yeah. just like as a collector. Did, did Bludgeon come later? I believe Bludgeon comes later, yes. Okay, right. Yeah, I hope so, because otherwise we screwed up. Um, well, I, know. I know that they, they do it. It's been a, a while, man. Because they do later on, they have like a like a gauntlet. They run the gauntlet, right? And that's Koya, the gauntlet to take over the fight. And that's, and that's Koya and Bludgeon are working together at that Correct. point. But I, don't, I think you're right. Northampton, they're not together yet. Bludgeon shows up around uh, when they battle on the, uh, the frigate. With okay. a verse Shredder and Krang. Got yeah. It, hey, it. deep All cut right. TMNT stuff. Yeah, wow. Yeah. We're just building a tower of content, aren't we? <laughs> so let's talk about what's in the box when you play Resident Evil 2. <laughs> oh, hey. <laughs> to, to quickly hey. divert right back to where right. we were because we were, we were getting way yeah, off yeah, track. Yeah, way off topic. So we actually played the Resident Evil 2 board game today. That was um, fun. We played the first two missions. Mm-hmm. First one, easy. First one was very easy. Easy. And it kind of lulled us in, I think, because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, this isn't this isn't so hard. Like, yeah. we're, this is not too much tension, but it is meant to be an intro. It's meant to be a let's learn the rules of the game yep. really yep. easily, so that once we get into the real game, you're you're frightened. Um, I succeeded. Would, yeah, I would say it was a great success um, as far as gameplay goes. I really have no complaints. I thought that it was an absolute blast. Super happy, man. Like, best comment I can give, I want to play again. I want to play it again. Uh, you know, there's eight scenarios in the core game. Feels like enough. It feels like a good amount. Yeah. Um, and then there's another eight, I believe, in the B scenario. Hmm. Probably won't get to those. Probably not going to do it. Um, but we, we do want to do that malformation. That last oh, we're going to fight, fight, fight that crazy-ass mini show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, you know, there, we haven't seen any bosses yet. We haven't seen a lot of stuff. Uh, but there's a lot of good stuff here that converts the feeling of the game into a board game, into a dungeon crawler game, which uh, honestly, I don't say this, I'm getting sick to death of dungeon crawlers. You don't I don't uh, play a lot of them. I don't play a lot of them. I love Turtles because, like, legit, I, like, love that system. Yeah. And I like the bookkeeping being really light. Right. And that's one of my favorite parts. And then I'm going to play Batman. I've seen a lot of the Bat. This is already announced now. You can follow Kevin Wilson. He's finally talking about it. But Batman Animated, mm-hmm. I have been seeing that game come to fruition for months now. And I'm going to play the hell out of that. It's got really cool rules on the adventure system that twist it. Perfect yeah. for Batman. It's so pretty. The, yeah. mini, the minis, you're going to freak out. Yeah. Oh, my God. But like, and, and I will say, aside from this Resident Evil game, which we just played today, but yeah. the, the dungeon caller I've played the most of is Shadows of the Past. This is TMNT. Okay. Yeah. Because um, it's, it's, it's a knife fight. It's it, tight. It's great. It's, it's great. But you know what? I've played a lot of Descent. Mm-hmm. I've played Memento yep. Mori. God, I just got a shipping announcement today of Wander Cult of Barnacle Bay is sending my way. Oh, which, yeah. you know what? I played it. I've played it three times now at uh-huh. cons. Yeah. And every time I've loved it. Yeah. And I'm now looking at all the dungeon crawlers I have. Right. It's like, am I ever even going to play it? I right. want to because yeah. it's a you great fucking game. I gotta play King Ross. Yeah, I, I want to fight those those bear sharks. Yeah, uh, I really want to paint the bear sharks more than anything. I think but that's but why you buy games now. It is, it I is, and then I don't ever do. paint most of them. But anyways, yeah. um, I'm getting, I'm, I'm just, I, I'm starting to feel like I'm getting over a lot of dungeon crawler games because I've played a lot of them. Gloomhaven, I played the shit out of Gloomhaven. You talk highly of that. Played a lot of Kingdom Death. You've talked highly of that. Um, but Resident Evil feels so perfect. for... For the theme, for the license, that I want to play more of this. Yeah, I was. Re- I'm really happy with the. Um, I mean, the almost like insultingly low amount of resources you get. It, mm-hmm. it just makes me happy. I mean, you're glutton for punishment if you like Resident Evil, and I don't even know that people would like that game anymore. <laughs> like with the puzzles and weirdness and, and terribleness of it all, but I love it. And there's only like two healing, two of the base healing things in the whole freaking game. Right. We right. learned that real quick. Well, so that may, I, that may be super... a negative to it. Uh, was that the, the, as for as many components as you, they give you, you're allowed to take certain items between missions. It's a campaign structure. Um, you can't take ammo with you, but you, I believe, are allowed to take healing items. So we collected some healing items in the first mission, went to the second mission, and there were no more healing items in the deck to put in yeah, to the game. It was and hilarious. I was like, oh. It was perfect. It made me so happy. Right. It, it was happy in the weirdest way. It was so. good. It was good, but it was also like maybe they should have mentioned that somewhere in the rulebook. They probably should have. Yeah, the rulebook's really thin for what 
amount of game there is there. Though to be fair, for the most part, we didn't really have any, yeah. We didn't really have we any had a questions. couple of questions, uh, but they they we do some them. really smart things to make you try to avoid combat, which is rare for a dungeon crawler game to yeah. be like, do I want to engage in combat? Correct, uh, it, but on point for the license. It is. It's so on point. A half the time when you attack, you're going to miss, and the game's going to punish you for it. Yep. B half the time you're going to hit. And the game may still punish you for it. Yep. Uh, just firing your gun lets all enemies near you make a move towards Swarm you. Swarm on you. Yeah, Swarm it's, you. It's, it's zombie swarming. It's right. perfect. And so it's like, oh, maybe I, even though I could take this guy out pretty well right now, maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I should just yeah. try to dodge and, and move away from him. Um, it's a very tense game, and I think that as we go, it's only going to get more tense. Yeah, we stopped at a, a point where the next one's definitely going to be very tense, because right. they put a ticking clock on the next mission. Right, so every time you end your turn, there's a, a tension deck um, that you draw cards from, and once you get into the third mission and beyond, once that te- tension deck runs out, you lose. Yeah. Uh, and this is one, something that I'm so excited to start doing, is you start the round with an ink ribbon, or you can find an ink ribbon. Yeah, yeah. And if you take that ink ribbon to a typewriter then you get to reshuffle all of the spent cards in the tension deck back in. So you may be on a ticking timer, but you get to reset that timer at some point during the mission. And so were ink ribbons in Resident Evil 2 originally? Yes. yes. Okay, they were they were eliminated in the remake. They were in unless you're playing on hardcore mode. Okay. We did not we did not have time. So I, yeah, again, I seriously had a human being fly down to play the game. So we didn't have <laughs> enough time. If there had been one more night, we'd have probably gone back for hardcore or done the side missions. But uh, right. one of the best weekends ever. So fucking hilarious, man. Yeah. So their um gameplay, I would say Resident Evil 2, if that's your jam, you need this game. It's yeah, a, it's a fantastic I think so. Game. I think so. Um, uh, componentry wise, I got some problems. Yeah, issues. Um, I had to. So I had done with Delaney. I had done the preview intro mission once before this weekend, and I went at the components with a bright silver sharpie because a the doors are bullshit. Yeah, um, yeah. So there's all these doors in the game, and you you know, they're, they're one side is closed, the other side is open. And grab a beer. Yeah, one side is closed, the other side is open. You can't tell the difference between the two. They are the all of the map tiles, all of the tokens like that are so goddamn dark that there is no way, even in the best lighting conditions, that you can see really what you're looking at. And so flipping a door from closed to open, I mean, it's it's impossible. It's I would say it's impossible. So I went through with a silver sharpie and I wrote O for the open side and C for the closed side on every single tile. Um, there's also walls that are literally just a black strip of punch. Um, and it's like, well, that's impossible to see. So I drew silver yeah. lines on all over, uh, over all of those. I would highly recommend if you get the game before you do anything, go through it with a silver Sharpie or even better, if you have a 3D printer or if you have um, mm-hmm. components from other games. Just right, those, those Hero Quest doors would be perfect for this thing. Exactly. Use yeah. those. Because, boy, they I understand that they said that they wanted to make everything very dark so that it, it was thematic and you could interchange this and that. I don't I don't buy it. Um, I think that's <laughs> I think that's a cop out to a degree. <laughs> As someone who's had to defend graphic design choices, uh, they lying. Yeah. They're lying to your face. Yeah. Because yeah. I have told those lies. No, it's it's garbage. But all that aside, um, the models are beautiful for the most part. Great, yeah. I really, I've painted. I like them all. I've painted a good portion of the models. The liquors look great. Oh yeah. Um, like we said, the the giant end end boss malformation of G is Can't unbelievable. One wait. of the best miniatures I've ever seen. Super fun. I really want to fight the thing. Yeah, Leon and Claire look great. Zombies yeah. look great. There's a lot of great different poses in the Kickstarter edition. Okay. And that was another thing is the base edition had like three poses of zombies and it okay. was like, oh, well, okay. Okay. But then with all of these different versions that I got, I got like 12 more types of zombies. Oh, uh, cool. And so now I've got all these really cool ones. I painted one of most of them. I painted like eight or nine at this point. Huh. Um, but, but they're great. They're great sculpts. So if you, like, if you like to paint, if you like the hobby aspect, it'll only enrich your experience. I'd recommend the game. I would too. I, I want to play again. I, I It's just rare. It's not it, like... It's sad that that is now um, the level of game, you know, 
dearth that we've reached, but um, wanting to play again is the highest recommendation I can give. And I, and I really, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty hyped. So it's like we, we only, yeah, you said earlier. Well, we only paid three hundred dollars for this product. Yeah, uh, it's surprising to say I'd play this again. Yeah, that's what gaming's gone to, which is insane. I, I mean, we had turtles backers who were yelling me, yelling at me about more content that then admitted in the middle of the campaign in the comments that they had never played the first game. Jesus, <laughs> they backed and never played it. I'm like. Oh, that was bunch. that was probably my, I got my about, worst day. I got about halfway through Shadows that's good. of the Past. Nice, nice. It's too much. It's too and much. that's one thing that I do hey. like about Resident Evil 2 is that the core game, it's eight scenarios. I, eight feels... Pr- I'm so, When you said eight, I, I said thank God. Like, yeah. that, that's, again, just like our D&D, we are... Th- this is adult gaming. Right, It's like, right. we can be done by ten. Yeah, I got, th- <laughs> I got halfway through Gloomhaven. Yeah. I got... Two thirds through Kingdom Death, right? You know, and and yeah. I'm never going to finish any of these. No, no, but, <laughs> but maybe we squeak out eight. And you know what? The next scenario is going to let us know because that's what starts the ticking clock of the deck, right? And if that's impossible to manage, maybe not. But I also like losing co-op games. I hate winning every like, time. Yeah, yeah. No, then then why am I playing the game? What's the point? Yeah, so well, I, this yeah this felt like. It felt like we're going to lose the next one for sure. It felt like we're we're going to lose, especially when it's campaign style and you're not healing between levels. You're only regaining some of your ammo between missions. Yeah. So if you fumble and really screw up in one mission, it can really affect your next mission. Yeah, which is exactly what Resident Evil is. You could get, you could have a save state where you're screwed. We, mm-hmm. And we both play XCOM and we both love. You could get 30 out. XCOM is the biggest F you. They, no tutorial, no nothing. Right. Drops you in the middle of it. And you can get 30 hours in and realize you, you are not going to win with that game. Mm-hmm. So we have... I don't know. I, I like that that tension, so I'm yep. excited. But in in non tense worlds, what else is going on? Yeah. So we played another game, but I think we're going to save talking about that for next okay. week because uh, we've already along? filled out. We've already filled out a good yeah, amount we're of time. Along. Hey, one, we're so. in a good mood. We're, we're I'm not going to have to be censored this week. <laughs> we did a lot of stuff. Again, if you're if you know if you're following along and hoping we're doing well, we're doing well. This is a good week. Yeah, yeah this is a good week, a great week. Even. So, so aside from all the gaming and business stuff, what what have you been into right now, John? I've been into what will be the biggest event of television next year. Uh oh. Okay. Right. All right. If you're not on board now, know this: next year, everyone in the world will be watching The Masked Singer as appointment television. And it will be the most important thing. I've heard about this, the masked singer. It's fucking bananas, John. Okay. It's so we've established now two things. Nate scared of everything. Mm-hmm. Nate likes trash. Sure. I, I have. I promise. I read a lot of literature and have good taste, <laughs> and I'm a writer and do all these things. But boy, you can turn my head with a gimmick. Uh, the masked singer is a show in which uh, tw- I believe it started with 12 celebrities okay. in uh, uh, fully decked out mascot-esque costumes. Okay. And three judges, uh, Dr. Ken Jeong, uh, anti-doctor Jenny McCarthy, oh. and, and uh, Nicole Scherzinger. And, and look, I'm going to tell you right now, there's a, there's a camera shot they use in this show that no other uh, show ever uses from the judges. They show behind the judges. I'll let you decide why that is. Uh, anyway, only when they're standing. Uh, anyway, the rules of the show are non-existent. There are no rules. Okay. All that happens is a mascoted person comes out and sings a cover of a song. The guesses, the judges try to guess who the hell is behind the mask. And at the end of every episode, based off some BS, again, no rules. No rules explained to you at all. Nothing. No, what does the winner get? No, anything. At the end of the show, someone takes off a mask. So, uh, yeah, now, the, are the same people coming each week? Or yes, it, yes, okay. yes. And they're giving you more and more clues. So, I have a whiteboard in my house oh my where I'm trying to determine with notes because they give you clues. So, week one starts and they have a very light package that they drop some hints in. And so, week one, I was damn sure the peacock is Donnie Osmond. <laughs> you could not have talked me out of that. Okay. Okay. Then, in week two, when they perform again, they start bringing up little items that make no sense. Mm. And that's a clue. Mm. And they still give more hints and more packages. Week three, the peacock has a, does a little flourish, and it's a, it's a rainbow flag, a very LGBTQ-friendly uh, flag. Okay. Danny Osmond's a Mormon, dog. No, it's not, so I have to scrap. It's not D-money. I have to scrap all my notes on Donnie. Uh-oh. Now I think it's NPH. Oh, it could okay. be, and it could be 
NPH. But, under you, the mask. but I feel like but he's got such a noticeable voice. You know, his, you know his voice. He sings on. No, but when, but but they auto tune their voices when they talk. Oh, the okay. the cast wears when they walk around. They wear these sweatshirts that say "Do not speak to me," mm. so no one knows who they are. Mm. And then they auto tune their voices in the package. And then the, there's a little support in the singing too. Like it's a little filtering because. Uh, okay. It's it's not exactly their voice. It's close. Okay. It's all close. Right. So there's a lot of karaoke backing to the track. So uh, all right, so yeah, that echo. Yeah, yeah. There's okay. a lot of stuff going on, but uh, it's it is beyond trash. It is insane. But seriously, season two, like, is going to be a phenomenon. Okay. This is catch. All this yeah. is doing. This is like Empire, which is not a show to talk about right now. Uh, <laughs> but Empire was the first show like in history where every episode gained more viewers mm. this is following that trajectory is there any chance that one of them is matt damon <laughs> we do not have that guess on our board all right okay i just would love it if no, somebody there's... pulled it off and it's matt fucking damon yeah no there like there is a good chance that gladys knight is on this show that is one of our guesses <laughs> oh, for geez. a character it right. is insane Ch- tommy chong was on this show i'll <laughs> out a couple of people that have been outed like but we still don't know and okay. they and, and again they win nothing they do nothing but it, the this is a true cultural phenomenon that will bring back live this is the kind of shit live tv needs mm. it needs this weirdness because i haven't seen a commercial because all i watch is streaming in like two years mm-hmm. and all of a sudden I'm like wait commercial breaks what huh? <laughs> what is this about but i cannot get spoiled on the mass singer it is mm. too important to my life right now. i have a whiteboard john i have guesses it sounds, it sounds very legit it sounds very yeah. serious. Yeah, it's um, right. it's the worst thing. It's amazing. I like terrible things. You should watch it. That's fine. I mean, and season sounds... two, I promise you, all of us will be having watch parties. Well, now, now I am interested. So, yeah. and I don't like singing shows. So, I don't like singing shows either. I thought the voice was the biggest cop out in history because I thought the whole point was like to not see the person, uh-huh. and then that was their twist. And it turned out now the whole point was to see Adam Levine a whole lot. <laughs> so gotcha. uh, there's never been a voice champion that's been important. It's all about driving the stars. Anyway, sidebar. John, what's, what's up with you? So I got turned on to a podcast uh, recently called Up and Vanished. It's a true crime pro- podcast okay. um, based out of um, this small town in Georgia called Osceola, Georgia. Mm-hmm. And what happened is in 2005, this girl named Tara Grimstead, she was a like a beauty queen in the town and she was a high school teacher and she went missing. Okay. And there was very little evidence. Mm-hmm. And this guy from um, Atlanta, who's a filmmaker and a podcaster, he was like, you know what? I love cereal. I'm going to investigate this. Okay. And the whole time you have people telling him like, Nobody wants to talk to him at first. They're like, what are you doing, man? This case is, has been, you know, investigated for 11 years. There's no leads. There are no suspects. Oh, wow. Super cold case. Yeah. Super okay. cold case. And they're like, what, what do you think you're doing here, bud? You're like, you think you're going to come in, Mr. Crime Watcher? Right. I'm just going to say this. Don't Google it. Okay. Don't Google wow. anyone involved. Don't Ooh. Google the podcast. Just listen to it. Because Ooh. there are twists. There are turns. And it is, you know, you have you have very strong feelings on season one serial. Adnan did it. I have as strong of feelings about the first season of Up and Vanished as I have about serial. Not in the same way, but in the same like, like you're talking about the Mass Singer, where you're like, this is a phenomenon. Yeah, I feel that way about Up and Vanished. Wow, where this is something that I cannot enough explain to people that they need to listen to this and i listen to podcasts a a good amount i drive a lot for my day job i've been literally like listening to it sitting alone at home oh nice that's that's how i did the first season of serial right so in it's that level when i was manipulated right (laughs) sure where i get out of my car and i'm like all right well now i'm just gonna put my phone in my pocket and i'm gonna like clean the house i gotta find something to do to right. make me keep on listening wow, to this podcast cool. uh, it's so compelling okay. the first couple of episodes it takes a little bit especially okay. since it is very rural georgia so a lot of the people he is interviewing have thick deep southern accents mm. that are difficult to understand okay um but it's worth sticking through in a big way Okay, and so the season is complete. So season I could, one I could is binge complete. this thing. You can binge right now? it. They're they're most of the way through season two now. I haven't started season two yet. Okay, um, but 
if you do, I, I cannot say enough because you do not want to I spoil spoilers. anything. I hate spoilers. Do not Google. Don't even be like, oh, the host Payne Lindsay. What's he look like? I'm going to Google his name. Don't do it. Wow. Don't Exciting. do it. Exciting. Yeah. I'm going to be on this. Yeah, it I'm is. I'm going to check out your pick. Yeah. If you like true crime podcasts, there is honestly nothing better out there, in my opinion, than Up and Vanished. Wow. Very strong. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm going to check that out for sure. All right. Cool. All right. Wow. Oh. We have really rambled. This is a long episode. We're just at an like hour. Positive stuff. This may be the longest Happy people. Episode. Like yeah. weird. It's not natural. <laughs> I don't know. I have nothing to complain about in my life. Hey. Girlfriend got a great job this week. I mean, oh, everything's yeah? good. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's just, fantastic. Just, just killing it. Just just really happy. Well, that's great news. So probably unlistenable. <laughs> <laughs> Way more fun when there's a dog yeah. censoring all the evil stuff I we, say. We haven't argued about Breaking Bad once. <laughs> We're over an hour, so I won't take that bait. All right. <laughs> all right. But you know what bait I would take? Hmm. More episodes of Castle on ABC. <laughs> Uh, I, it's a, I think the show's on hiatus right now. I think it's on a, like a little winter break. But uh, check it out. Castle, ABC. All right, all right. Well, uh, when you're sitting and watching all those Castle and binging them, do it in your couch. Don't do it in your bed from Mattress Firm because never shop at Mattress Firm. All right, all that's right. it. That's it.